Not Podcast. I'm Mark Storrs. With me, as always, is... Crow. And... Rob Morphy. Thank you for joining us. Hey, check out our newly launched Patreon campaign. Please oh, do. Crap. It's uh, a deal. We, we have... Uh, it's patreon.com slash Podcast. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know sure what just happened. Let's wow. try that again. Patreon.com slash Kryptonaut Podcast. The link for that will be in the description of the of this show. Uh, we have the $1 tier. We have the $5 tier. We have more tiers opening up soon, so be sure to check that out. Social medias, Instagram, the Twitters, the Facebooks. Uh, ratings and reviews are always appreciated. You can do that on the iTunes, the Apple Podcast apps. Uh, we have some merch stores too at the Big Cartel and at the T Public. Those will all be in the link of this uh, show in the description. Because if I give those links, they'll be too long. Indeed. Excellent. That's, yeah. Let's get to the story. Let's cut oh, through everything. Oh my god! Just under a minute. The bombast and, and foolishness. Get to it. So just giving them the goods. The dairy fairy. Wow. Are you ready? All right, so let's get started with, in the dead of winter, in the middle of the 20th century, a solitary axeman ventured into an isolated stretch of New Hampshire forest to cut down pine trees for the fast-approaching Yuletide season. Little could this intrepid seasonal businessman have predicted that his annual money-making venture would land him smack dab in the middle of one of the creepiest unidentified creature confrontations on the books. Wow. Yuletide creepazoidal. Yuletide creature confrontations. Yuletide scumbag. All right. Well, Robert, (laughs) this is a dairy fairy. Tell us all about it. Sometimes known as Spacetown due to the fact that it was the birthplace of America's very first astronaut, Alan Shepard, Derry, New Hampshire is a picturesque New England community near the Massachusetts border that may well have been the site of one of mankind's most bizarre interactions with an utterly inexplicable entity of unknown origins. I did not know that Massachusetts yeah. had Spacetown? Well, no. No, I'm sorry. No, Derry, New Hampshire. New is... Hampshire has Spacetown. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. But it borders Sp- Massachusetts. Okay, yeah. so it's near Massachusetts. I know. I thought yeah. that's Spacetown. Spacetown. Yeah. Spacetown. It, sounds, it sounds like something from Disney. Yeah. Spacetown. Let's go to Spacetown. I know. Who wouldn't want to? Spacetown. But really, it's just the... You know, bucolic hometown of no old-timey astronaut rockets. I know. Wouldn't it be great if it was like Tomorrowland and Time Corner? Corn. I want Time Corn. Everyone does. All right, Spacetown is not in New Hampshire. Robert continues. Although it supported a population of over thirty-three thousand in 2017, in the 1950s, Derry had a relatively small population of less than six thousand people. And at least one being that was anything but. Mm. Mm-hmm. The event that would change one Alfred G. Horn's life began in the waning hours of December 15, 1956. Alfred was alone in the frozen expanse of woods, chopping down Christmas <clears throat> trees in order to help support his family, Annie and Marion Horn, presumably his wife and daughter, though those names were just thrown out there. That would be out if. They had the same last name and weren't. Yeah. It just, yeah. It would be, yeah. They live in the same house. They, I mean, it could be his two sisters. They could have like one of could those be, yeah. no. super bachelor relationships, and that's okay. Sure. But totally. I'm, I'm assuming it's a wife and daughter. <laughs> Let's. With whom he shared a home on Barry Road in the 1940s and 50s. The winter sun was beginning to dip low on the horizon when Alfred was suddenly overcome by the sensation that he was being watched. He paused and straightened his spine. His calloused, glove-covered hands were still clinging the wooden handle of the axe when he laid eyes on something that was, to him, utterly incomprehensible. The shocked woodsman locked eyes with a bipedal beast that stood just under two feet tall. 
It was vaguely humanoid in shape, but that's where the comparison to humans ended. Mm. The battle begins. Yes. Well, yeah, sort oh, of. <laughs> Helm's Deep. <laughs> <laughs> the war has just begun. Oh. You shall not pass. Yes, oh, I said it. Man X Christmas tree <laughs> right. monster. <clears throat> Two foot tall. Alfred described the creatures as being neither human nor animal, with a large, hairless, dome-shaped cranium complete with floppy ears that dangled like those of a basset hound. Kind of adorable. All right, so less than two feet tall. Okay. okay. Big old dome. All right. Sloppy-ass basset hound ears. Cool. So far, you want to hug it. Sort of. Mm. It had two slit-like nostrils instead of a nose. No. Nope. And where yeah. its eyes ought to have been were a pair of holes. No. That were covered with a translucent film-like substance akin to the membrane protecting the eyes of some fish and reptiles. And I think that's the nictating. We membrane? had this. We did we this. We talked recently in the, yeah. in the old in the old goblin oh, uh, story. The, uh, the yeah. one from Australia. Yes. Yeah. 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 And they're hanging out in the humpy. Yeah, that's right. Old humpy. And it was yeah. the devil. Yeah. Yeah. It was so the physical manifesta- manifestation. It's of interesting that that these uh, type of tiny, semi-humanoid, very vaguely humanoid Jerkoids creatures yeah. show have, up. But 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 at least at they least the one eyes, from yeah. from fucking Australia had bulbous eyes. This thing's got like two. Fucking holes in its head. Okay, weird. It's horrible. It's kind of creepy. As if all of that weren't quite weird enough, the inhuman entity was stark naked with a wrinkled, vivid green, almost elephantine epidermis. Big pile of wrinkles. All right, weird. Emerging from its torso were stumpy limbs that had what Alfred described as stubby hands and toeless feet. How does that walk with toeless feet? It's got no grip. No. It this sucks flat. It sucks to be you, it can't, com. Do, it can't join the military. It cannot. Feet. It cannot defend no. elephantine well, wrinkled it kind. How it bends, I guess. I mean, maybe. So does it have? You like don't a, need separate toes, but you usually need something to bend. Like a weird, there, yeah, like, right? Like, a, like, like that Godzilla ankle. Oh, yeah, the weird Zilla ankle. Oh, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, yeah, like elephants yeah. walk. Uh, no, true. I mean, maybe. maybe I mean, Without, maybe he like, just didn't see. Maybe it's like flat, padded feet, like an elephant. It could be. Or it's got eight weird toes underneath its foot, and it scurries. Oh God, that'd be weird. gross. It's like a version, like a millipede. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, could you imagine? Uh, kill it. Kill, can we kill this thing? <laughs> can we kill this immediately? You're jumping to death. Yeah. No. No. no I'm, okay. I'm doing a mark right, right now. Oh, Just right. destroy it. Right. Get, all, nuke it. For all we know now, <laughs> I nuke it. Acceptable <laughs> fatalities. <laughs> Loss of life has been determined. Uh, kill it. All right. Stubby hands. Apparently toeless, not millipede-esque feet. Okay, cool. Oh, at this of. point, it seems as if time, or at least Alfred's interpretation of it, had slowed to a crawl. Horn claimed that he and the bizarre being simply stared at each other for the better part of 20 minutes. Oh Come on. God. You can't do 20 minutes staring no, contest. No, that's a can't long do that. time. I know. You, you're married or you're in love. Stop yeah, it. Yeah, no, that's a fight or fuck thing. Yeah, totally. 100%. Yeah. At the end of that, you're either fucking throat to throat. Yeah. Or you're like... Throat ball, to throat. Balls to groin. There you go. Minutes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a long time. <sighs> Stop. Yeah, really. <laughs> Both of them were either unwilling or unable to make a move. Could this be a close encounter-like <laughs> case of missing time or just one of the all-time great stare-offs in paranormal history? It's clearly a stare-off, but I mean... Oh, my God. Would the Tarantino direct this? Yeah, no doubt. I <laughs> yeah. mean, it, Is this the opening Leone, of the movie? Fuck, really? Just yeah. a slow yeah. look, look, yeah. look, look, yeah. look. Peck and paw. Mm. Oh, my God. Alfred claimed that it began to dawn on him that no one was going to believe that he had actually had a run-in with a little green man monster in the woods. 
Fearing that he might be labeled as a liar or, worse yet, a madman, Alfred began to silently formulate a plan to capture the diminutive beastie. I like how this guy thinks. Yeah, you do. Okay. No, this is good so far. Yeah. Like he's like, no, I'm right. I'm going to capture this fucker. No, I got, I got. And, I, and I, you're going to know. The world must know exactly yeah. that whatever the okay. fuck this is. Okay, I mean, it is. All right. What did he do, Rob? Without warning, the woodsman lunged forward and tackled the wizened wild thing to the forest floor. Yeah. But the moment he made contact with the squirming creature, it began to emit a series of blood-curdling shrieks. Oh. Nobody needs that. No. Like, I, mean, I mean, growls and trying to bite. All these things are terrifying and bad, but just just start screaming. Just, yeah. just like this shrill, high-pitched scream. Sort of like the uh, the, uh, the Australian... Um, oh, I can't remember what it's called, Rob. Uh, like Madura? What is the, it called? The, we just, Madura Goblin? Uh, Goblin of Madura? We are not saying it right. No, we're not. We could reference Ma- it. Mandura. Man, yeah. Mandura Goblin. I think you're probably right. The Mandura Candidate? Oh, the Mandurian <laughs> there, oh, Candidate. There you go. <laughs> face to face with the screeching green eyeless abomination, Alfred's courage <laughs> instantaneously dissipated, and he leapt to his feet and fled from the woodland thickets in a blind panic, leaving behind the squealing fiend and, presumably, all of the trees he had chopped down. The Dairy Fairy, as it came to be known, was never seen again. Well, At least... In this decade. No. Oh, oh, yes, I'm coming oh, up. I do. Man. All right. Alfred, for his part, kept mum on the subject of a wrinkly green wood monster for six years until he decided to break his self-imposed silence in a pair of letters written in 1962 and 1964, which he sent to astronomer and UFO investigator Walter H. Webb. This seems to indicate that either Alfred had come to believe that he'd encountered an extraterrestrial or that he simply did not know where else to turn for help in identifying the strange being. I think either is valid. Yeah. I mean, I mean mm. it's 56. You're like, at least this guy studies anomalous entities. So right. maybe he'll have an idea. And plus, no. you know, he probably knows the woods pretty good. He's been out there presumably mm. for more than a few years cutting yeah, down Christmas cutting down trees. trees. Yeah, totally. It's yep. his hometown forest. Money. Maybe he was even playing there as a boy. So... When you see something you've never seen before, and and you got to remember it's mid fifties, so UFOs are all no, the that's rage. the deal. Just, totally. They're yeah. everywhere. They're ubiquitous. So everything's an can, alien, man. You can understand why he might think this thing does not seem like it should be from Earth. Right, right. Maybe, <clears throat> but that's totally. still leaping. No, jumping the gun, if you will. As to what conclusions Webb drew, I can't say. But after Alfred made his report, accounts of his encounter began appearing in books such as Joseph Citro's passing strange and others especially by uh janet and colin board okay cool. uh who are this phenomenal couple that ran like the uh i won't remember the name of it but it's like the paranormal images mm-hmm. archive <clears throat> like they they did a lot of great pioneering work on uh all man of cornwall and other things so uh I, th- I really i think it's colin and janet board but anyway they wrote about it too and, and a lot of other people so whatever webb thought about this i don't know i don't know if he agreed that it might be an extraterrestrial or if mm. he thought it was something else but he did disseminate this information but i think anonymously i think it only came out years later that it was alfred horn who actually had had this sighting okay cool mm. still others theorize that the dairy fairy might be literally what its name designates a member of a species of perhaps magical forest-dwelling wee folks such as elves, goblins, or dwarves. Some further deduce that these ethereal entities piggybacked on the beliefs of the Scotch-Irish immigrants who settled the region in 1719 and perhaps seeded the woods with these beings and their ilk through faith alone. A talpa, a talpa situation? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 
how do elves and, and brownies and fairies work? So one of the things that's always intrigued me is the idea that, um, I guess maybe it's sort of like what Neil Gaiman dealt with in American Gods, that you can bring mythologies with you geographically. Mm-hmm. And so if, say, uh, a supernatural entity, like, say, Pukwudgies exist in Native American lore, so they're already in the New World. Right. But leprechauns don't. Right. You know, so, so the, if Irish immigrants came over, can you seed the idea if these things are like, like you said like tulpa-esque mm-hmm. if 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 they are based on belief and idea as much as they are semi-corporeal entities that we share the world with can you make them migrate with you based solely on belief i don't know i don't even know if i even buy that idea right. but i've always it, been well, intrigued yes. by the thought that supernatural entities maybe well this kind of goes back to ultra terrestrial theory maybe feed on belief as much as say ultra terrestrials feed on fear right and you can maybe help bring them, them with you yeah. Yeah, they can migrate with you perhaps totally. and if that's the case when when people say that the that these things might have come with them with the the scotch irish right uh that's plausible but there's an even more plausible theory and that is that there is a very similar creature to the one described as the dairy fairy in Cherokee lore. Really? So I'm going to, I'm going to read, uh, this, this, this Cherokee legend of a creature called the Tsun Dijwi. I, I hope I'm doing that right. Once some young men of the Cherokee set out to see what was in the world and traveled South until they came upon a tribe of little people called the Tsun Dijwi with very queer-shaped bodies hardly tall enough to reach up to a man's knee, which is notably smaller than three that, feet. That's weensy. Yeah, it's Tiny, yeah. The Tsundidjwi the, the, the had no houses but lived in nests scooped in the sand and covered with dried grass. The little fellows were so weak and puny that they could not fight at all, and they were in constant terror from the wild geese and other birds that used to come in great flocks from the south to make war upon them. <laughs> They're fighting the birds. The war. The war birds. <laughs> the war of the migrating geese. <laughs> the geese that just that make pretty V's in the sky. The fucking seagull, the are, great are seagull the fucking war. blitzkrieg horror of <laughs> yeah, this species. Yeah, they, they would be. I mean, if you're that small, yeah. To make war upon them. They'd be dragons, yeah. Just (laughs) at the time that the travelers got there, they found the little men in great fear because there was a strong wind blowing from the south and it blew white feathers and down along the sand so that the Tsundidjwi knew their enemies were coming not far behind. Just imagine living in fear of geese. Oh my God. No, I'm not going to do it. Really? I mean, I do live in fear of geese, but for for different reasons. Well, I mean, elephants don't care about lions. No, but 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 we would be all fucked if we were living in the savannah. These poor guys are just tiny little, trying to live in the dirt and cover themselves with grass, get attacked by geese. I know, they don't know what to do. No, they but can't you know fight. What? The Cherokee have a plan. Oh, good. We're going to get with this. All right. The Cherokee asked them why they did not defend themselves, but they said they could not because they did not know how to. There was a time... Those rat that was puny bastards. That was literally Chris giving up. Uh, yeah. He quit <laughs> on he, he just went, oh, God damn it. They, just, it's impossible. They, they just don't know the way <laughs> I, of war yeah. with geese. <laughs> okay. Impossible. Okay, well, to be fair, birds are, are formidable opponents. So, are uh, they? Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah. doves are just, I can't They're even. Hard. Yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah, I got to ride. Right. Yeah. But if you're less than a knee high, 
Geese can be dicks. Yeah, totally. Ducks can be a problem. Just an apricot. A sparrow, <laughs> a sparrow could t- t- fuck your day up. Apricot. I'm going to keep saying. Yeah. Apricot. <laughs> so the, the Cherokee... There was no time to make bows and arrows, but the travelers told them to take sticks for clubs and showed them where to strike the birds on the necks to kill them. Okay, good. So training them. Did they get like sample geese? Surround them with these fucking little. Uh, yeah, I see the eighties montage now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, I know. It's survivors <laughs> playing in the background. Around, <laughs> hit the fucking dog in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, the wind blew for several days, and at last the birds came. So many that they were like a great cloud in the air and alighted in the sands. Oh no, it's a dust star. Oh, it's coming. Bird. <laughs> see, it is. It's totally. It's, it's coming. They're dusting up the sand. Yeah. The little things are waiting. It's that's just, no moon. There's that's no moon. It's eight million geese. <laughs> <laughs> the little men ran to their nests, and the birds followed and stuck their long bills to pull them out to eat them. Oh, these dickhead birds are now, carnivorous like that. Well. I don't know. Wait a what, minute. What did geese eat? Do I don't know. know what geese shit. Eat? But. Geesey geese shit. All right. That's what they do. They, they, they shit around and eat it. Really? <laughs> really? Because <laughs> they're Fucking assholes. goose expert over here. <laughs> yeah, Fucking. Yeah. I don't know, Yeah, I run man. the goose sanctuary, Rob. Right, well, Down may, the old pool. Maybe they're omnivores. Okay. Or maybe these small creatures. I, I didn't want to go carnivores. there, but I feel like I have to now. Are plant-based, living, intelligent creatures <gasps> oh, that don't know the way of your war. Your dream of emotional plants. I'm telling you, they're there. Oh, this you, planet you is they're... more plant yeah. than people. Oh, this planet respect yeah. sentient plant life. <sighs> I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. And then all the if listeners geese are vegetarians. They might be eating plant people. Then all the listeners send me okay, all well, the stories to back fine. up your bullshit emotional plans. Oh, really? Because it's and bullshit. Then I'm like, this is amazing. I'm going to rob. Do all the listeners come and confirm your theory or mine? Yours. Oh. So suck on that for a little bit. <laughs> Enjoy your plant overlords. For the record, I do send you those. I send you every yeah, time you do. someone every sends time. me, I, I send them it. to I you. So do. I pass the information on so you can And in all fairness, hippies can be hippies. I do not lord it over you. No, you oh, really? I do not. Okay. Wow. Whatever. You are falsely portraying reality, <laughs> sir. Wow. I know. <laughs> can we get back to the Great Geese yes, War? Yes, the Geese War. Fine. All, all right. right. The little men ran to their nests, and the birds followed and stuck in their long bills to pull them out and eat them. This time, though, the Tsunjui, I think I'm saying it right, had their clubs, and they struck the birds about the head and neck. Good, they're fighting back. As the Cherokee had shown them, and killed so many that at last the others were glad to spread their wings and fly away again to the south. So they killed so many of these marauding hell geese right. that the, the others were like, fuck this. And they bucked. South okay. again. All right. I mean, but, okay, all right. Well, is there a description of these things? Do they, do they look like the dairy fairy? Well, this is what they're describing. Are they, I mean, do they have the floppy ears and the weird skin? Yes. And they're naked? They have large ears, queer-shaped bodies. Okay. Know, they're they're a little smaller than the three-foot-tall one that was seen in okay. dairy. Right. But there's been a lot of people that have associated these two things together. Okay. Let me, let me right. finish this cool. part up. The little men thanked the Cherokee for their help and gave them the best they had. I, what is that? <laughs> I don't even know. What the this fuck like does that even Pabst mean? blue ribbon and some fucking T-bone steaks. Give them the best they had. Is Keith Boots back all of a sudden? No, but that's literally that that is a commercial. Gave them their best. You guys what do we gotta give them now? They helped us. The best. 
Give him the best they yeah, have. Totally. There is no way of knowing. It's a new truck commercial. Give him the best. I mean, they live in fucking sand holes with dried grass. But the Cherokee the taught them how to defend themselves from the sky devil. Yeah, but the best they had. Yeah. Yeah. Was a, f- a fear of birds? Is that the best <laughs> yeah, they had? basically. I mean, Maybe they, they, they probably missed out they, upon the they Cherokees. Give them anything. A terror of birds. I mean, what, what are they, farmers of dirt or whatever? They feel? Who knows? They farmers of fear. Look. You know what? Oh, Why would they need to farm when they get their hate. nutrition from the oh. sun being chlorophyll-based creatures? Oh, that's right. Suck it. I forgot. Oh, things feel feelings, and they don't. The little men thank the Cherokee. Douche. Hippie. For their help, and wow. gave them the best oh they God. had. We're fighting. Until, We're fighting. We're breaking up. Until the travelers, <laughs> yes, we are, went on to see other tribes. This is where things take a little turn. Oh no, they're cannibals. The Cherokee heard afterwards that the birds came again several times, but that the Tusundijwi always drove them off with their clubs, until a flock of sandhill cranes came. You know those <gasps> pricks. The pricks of the sky. See, the geese didn't. Fu- they're like, you know, we need, we need the big guns. Yeah, and they got the fuck sucking cranes. Did the cranes eat them all? Good. Well, <laughs> <laughs> let's find out. There's I don't know. A, I don't know why I'm, I'm siding with the birds on there's this one. I don't know why. Don't ever side with the birds. Why there's are you? A, why are you pissed at I these little know. things? What I'm do they not, even do? I don't know there's why. I feel. I feel like the birds were just doing nature, and, and these things weren't. N- no. <laughs> Rob's well, Rob, abominations by their Rob, sheer existence. Rob's fucking vegan friends over here aren't fucking. You, they're not vegan. They, they're not they, eating. They, they were dumb they're eating not to know that to club a fucking goose. Well, no, they, and someone had to say, "Oh, just pick up a oh, stick and hit so, it." So, yeah. Oh, oh, oh my god! I didn't know that. <laughs> it's a crime to be a pacifist. Yes. Real. Uh, yeah. Here we go. So hippie. Gandhi's a fucking slut. No jerk. Wow. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking. It's literally the first yeah, adjective that popped shit. in my I, head. I know. Why? Of all things to say about Gandhi, I don't know. Really? Oh, Gandhi. Or whatever. I own like seventeen books about the man. I love him. All right. Cranes uh, came. Good. Sandhill. <laughs> all right. They were so tall that the little men could not reach up to strike them on the neck. Duh. And so, at last, the cranes killed them all. Well, that's Darwinism for you. But right they clearly there. didn't. If indeed it once showed up in Derry in 1956. I think the one in Derry might be something a little bit different, though. I don't know. I'm gonna, I be. might have to uh, get a little bit off track here with that. I think the one in Derry is something totally we're gonna different. Get, we're going to get one little taste. Mm. Okay. One little taste of a Derry fairy-esque creature. Okay. This is uh, from late February 1981 in Arnold, Pennsylvania. Okay. Five boys aged 11 to 16 were playing that Saturday in the Arnold Railway Yard when 11-year-old... When an 11-year-old boy named Chris saw the little creature squatting down with its back to him, determined to catch it, he crept up on it. He grabbed it and lifted it up, shouting for his friends to help. It wriggled, twisted, and squealed so much that Chris dropped it, and it ran into a drain pipe. The boys described the creature as green in color, naked with no hair or fur, but with a wrinkled elephant-like skin, Uh, which felt dry and rubbery. That sounds more like the dairy. That fairy. sounds like the dairy fair. Yeah, but it's too big. It was just under three feet tall. No, because it was the two humanoid, foot. humanoid in shape mm-hmm. with nipples. <laughs> That's a key. I like how well, you, I, can't I like, know. I like that, that, that we locked eyes. Yeah. And you said nipples. <laughs> nipples. Mark nipples. Just so you know. All right, I'm. I'm. I, they got nips. Large ears, which is again consistent with dairy. Nipple size and an inch long tail. Oh, which very easily tail? could not been have seen by Mr. Horn because yeah. he he was jumped. He was looking face to face and then yeah. tackled inch it to the ground and then freaked out. Okay, and an inch long tail is not something you're going to really well, notice. That's, fucking, that's vestigial. It's, it's, at a, little, best. it's a little nub. It's a little yeah, nub. Yeah. You notice that unless you're looking at its asshole. <laughs> 
dairy fairy proctology. together. <laughs> it also uh, walked upright on okay. two legs. All right. So what we have are <laughs> Cherokee tales of green big ear people All right. that got destroyed by the sand cranes. Right. After they defeated the shorter. Great War they of the said Goose. it was like knee. But maybe they were maybe, but maybe they were that, babies. That's really short. Okay. Maybe they weren't the same thing. I'm just saying they. they okay, I'm just saying. Okay. I'm presenting the story because they have been lumped the, together traditionally by the, other right, researchers. Okay, well, that's not a, because I necessarily subscribe to it. Okay. All right. Okay. But I do think there is something to the 56 and the 81 sightings being uncannily similar. Even though totally, yeah. No, one I, took I place too, in yeah. Arnold, Pennsylvania, and the other the skin, took place in Gary, yeah. New Hampshire. Yeah. Maybe there's a migratory track somewhere through okay, New York. Okay, Could northeast. Be. All right. Yeah. So perhaps. To me, though, honestly, this sounds like a classic puckwudgie. Just the way that it's described. That's interesting. With the ears and like the, the well, red colored skin yeah. and everything. It well, sounds kind of like it. Well, you know, it's interesting that, you know, uh, not to sound like a douche, but ethnocentric Europeans would say, clearly these are elves brought over from the old country when it seems like whether it's or not, whether or not yeah. we buy the Cherokee legends, right. though I'm intrigued by them to be sure, um, that why wouldn't these things be indigenous to here? Right. And yeah. the other thing is, Regardless of whether or not they're plant-based, and you know, I say that half tongue in cheek, um, something that's green and small and not particularly mobile um, still could probably hide pretty easily from us. If it yeah, was a very sparse totally. population and they happened to be intelligent, if they screeched like banshees whenever they got touched and like struggled to get away, most people wouldn't want to you know, hold on to them. They don't seem to be like, I mean, maybe wolves and other things would predate on them, but human beings probably wouldn't want to go out for elephant eared wrinkle sack. Yeah. Baby troll things. So I think things like this might be able to exist in the wilds of Canada and the Northeast and wherever else without interacting with us. If indeed they were, uh, um, vegetarians and they could just live off the, the grasses and, fucking fungi or whatever of the forest right mm. there's a possibility things like this could exist and that when they heard a human coming they just drop to the ground and they're wrinkly green they look like moss maybe yeah just but don't what, even what do you think what is it what do you think it is oh what do you mean but that's a whole different fucking well, no, you're, you're, you're saying the thing but what do you think that thing is i i you think it's plant-based you think it's organic no, you no. think it's a little human I, listen, a little... I, I, I do believe in the sentience of pan, plants pants I, yeah I, I, well, I, I don't after after <laughs> yeah, dragon yaw i do believe in the sentience of red pants. So Levi's aren't alive and neither is lettuce. Yeah, no, no, no. But but not. khakis can sometimes emerge. No, corduroy's corduroy dead. Oh, <laughs> don't deny asparagus. All right. I love so asparagus. Let's let's table it's I best. do too. It's delicious. Screaming or not. Uh let let's table <laughs> the idea of smart feeling plants for now. I think these are uh, carbon based biological fauna animals that uh okay. that live uh, maybe traditionally in the northeastern portion of the United States and Canada you know no borders really apply to these things that probably retreated into uh, much more isolated wilds uh, as human encroachment came in as so many animals have to do and uh, and that can that are desperately going to try to avoid us that are occasionally and very rarely seen in Pennsylvania and in New Hampshire and perhaps <coughs> the intelligent interactive, thing with the Cherokee I'm going to table for now just talking about the 81 and 56 encounters I think every now and again they're seen but for the most part they would avoid us like the plague they wouldn't try to talk with us they would hide themselves as quickly as they can and if they're just scavengers or like I say vegetarians they would have no need to really interact with the human race so I think they are not phantasmic but biological creatures that are indigenous to the forests of North America 
that are just really good at hiding and don't need to interact with us and would avoid us with every ounce of their being. So it's a puck wudgie. Maybe. Well, a puck wudgie. Do you think it's, a puck it sounds like. Do you think that's a creature of legend or do you think that's a yeah, I mean, an well, animal? Part of the thing here from the Wikipedia entry is uh, Native Americans believe that puck wudgies were once friendly to humans but then turned against them and are best left alone. According to lore, a person who annoyed a puck wudgie would be subject to nasty tricks by it or subject to being followed by the puck wudgie. Uh, who would like cause, stalked? Yeah, who would cause wudgie stalked? Yeah. Uh, they're known to kidnap people, push them off of cliffs, attack their victims with short knives and spears, and use sand to blind them. That sounds like Homo florensiensis. They sort were said of. to hunt pygmy elephants. They were said to attack. In legends, uh, you know, on uh, the Isle of Flora, the, uh, Flores, they, the you know, ancient legends said human beings were terrified of these creatures because right. they could be very violent or whatever. It sounds like uh, ancestral memories of a very similar type of creature. If... If this if this race of creatures did at one point live amongst humans and we were friendly, but for whatever reason some rift was you know, but that's that's created. you know what that smacks of um, the Cherokee legends. Now are puckwudgies described as being wrinkly, green with dangly ears? Oh uh, yeah, slit actually noses. they they have uh, super big ears. Yeah, let me uh, look it up real quick here. Because I've heard about puckwudgies, but I've also read that yeah. they're hairy, that they're elven. They, there is some versions of them with hair. There's some versions that are gray, some versions that are green. They're Across the board, I can't help everywhere. but think that a lot of these are relic memories. Apparently, they're in Harry Potter too. Of I ancestral guess. hominoids. I, I don't watch Harry Potter. Do you guys? I don't know. Puckwudgies are in Harry I, Potter. Apparently, there's a house of Puckwudgie or something. I, I'm I not know. familiar. Whatever. I'm not sure. Like one of the, one of the main the magic books. houses. I. But there's like I mean it's actually kind of a cute drawing of one, but. <clears throat> okay, so that's depicted as green with a like a porcupine like yeah, hair like going down its back. And... Yeah, I don't know about the hair, but. Yeah. It looks like a troll, sort of like literally the the eighties uh, gimmick. Yeah, troll. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 absolutely. With it, you know, I, I have to admit, I'm not an expert on puck wedges. No, I, me neither. I, but, but these things um, that you know, the, like the dairy fairy, seem to be very. Besides the fact that they're bipedal and have four limbs and mm. a head and eyes, they're not. They're humanoid, but they're not like human-esque at all. They don't seem like elves or leprechauns or pixies or any of the tr- or even goblins. They're just—they seem yeah. to be a unique species onto themselves, um, and I think mm-hmm. a unique species that, if indeed they did exist, could easily conceal themselves. Shuffle—I mean, if they live in I mean, like sand a- and, and 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 bramble, they could just shuffle into the underbrush. And when would you look twice at a wrinkly green thing right. and a bunch of bracken being, or no, fern? Be, being that small, if at one point we did live alongside them, but being that small, they could very easily break off into like their own little civilization. We'd have no idea. Yeah. Like well, could, I mean, I mean just, maybe some. It, obviously, it depends but. if you if you're going to take into account the, the first Cherokee or whatever count, and then the right. second. In addition, I mean, they one of them is really small, right. and one and of them is just like, like dwarf. Yeah, sort one of, is yeah. size one's like eleven inches. Yeah, or I mean, tall. one's just like this fucking zippity doodah, and the other right. one's like <laughs> getting tied by birds. I mean, yeah, I mean, no, that's and that's a big difference, really. If we're yeah, going to talk, I'm, I, I mean, in all fairness, the I, Cherokee legend, I'm going to take off the table no, completely. I, I, you know, yeah, I, but you I can't. Wouldn't, I wouldn't. You can't because you, we we said it, so you can't take it off the table. Uh, so I know. So, but like, but here, like here, let me let me do this for your convenience because okay. I agree, with Chris. You can't take it off the table, but I would think that this description of things might be more like the Pukwudgie. Um proto humans that have a big enough brain to be able to interact. Mm-hmm. At least fundamentally, with like the with modern humans, right. the, the Cherokee people at the time, and that maybe that was one species of say 
early hominoid or hominid that was able to at least somewhat intelligently interact and be taught how to use defensive weapons against mm. the vicious geese and, and crane, though not so much against the crane. The crane and that, killed them all. And that I would think that maybe uh, the 1981 dairy or 1981 Pennsylvania case and the 1950s uh, dairy fairy case are of a different animal. Like, there's yeah, nothing totally. to indicate yeah. that that's intelligent. It screams and struggles when it's grabbed. A guinea pig would do that. Any right. animal would do that. They're like, the fuck off me. Or a fox, anything. Nothing right. wants to be grabbed that's wildlife. Um, so I'm thinking that maybe what the Cherokees encountered and maybe what the Pukwudgie are are something that are very closely related in some ways to human beings and that you can interact with. And that this green, wrinkly, elephant-eared, slit-nosed, whole-eyed mm-hmm. fuck-all is an entirely different thing that is just an animal that wants to avoid us desperately okay. and manages to All do right. so uh, very <clears throat> successfully, apparently. Right. I'm going to go with breakaway species, I think. Breakaway like, human species? No, no. So what do you think Bre- they're the what, same thing? What's it away from? I'm going with the whole Pukwudgie theory that I'm going with. Well, explain what that is to you. Well, as far that they once lived alongside with man, then there was some sort of rifter or whatever, and then they just kind of... So sort of like the way hobbits and elves yeah, and humans totally. interact in a Tolkien-esque... Yeah. It's because I like to say the word Pukwudgie. I like Pukwudgie. You love Pukwudgie. So you think they're the same thing? These two stories I are describing are. the same I'm thing? Good. I'm just from, from, the, from the Native American lore to what was described there, although they didn't attack the dude. Didn't attack him at all. He no. he attacked it. Both and cases. Puckwudgies are supposed to be like notoriously like vicious. Yeah. Yeah. No, Puckwudgie yeah. will fuck you up. Mm, I gotta change well, my stance already. Maybe. Shit. Well, but, maybe, but not maybe. But maybe this maybe also not. lends not the Cherokee one was. This one. lends corroboration <laughs> to the Cherokee story, as Chris is, I think, trying to say, which is these things couldn't defend themselves against birds right the 1981 right. case they couldn't defend themselves against boys right. the 1956 couldn't, case couldn't yeah, defend themselves the against a yeah. christmas okay. tree cutter across the board these things are not attacking no they don't even know how to defend themselves and against fundamental of, shit well see that's interesting though because kind of a, a, the one of the big uh you know there's not description but one of the big attributes of the puck is that they're supposed to be vicious they got oh, knives yeah. and swords, and they yeah. set fires and, and push this is cliffs. not that. This is why I've always associated uh, puckwudgies with proto-humanoids. Right, right. Okay, so you know what? I'm going to take make a pause more, for a make second. Yeah. I'm going to change my uh, stance yeah. on this because I got new information. It's and America, that's what you do. And, yeah. you know, and bright people always take in new information and change their perspectives. That's right. That's a sign it. of intelligence. America. So I'm going to say, do I got to take the puckwudgie off the table? Mm. Shit. Well, you know, if that's to, what you can choose to. Then can I yeah. put it to the corner? Hey, can you empower yourself and take the puckwudgie off the table? I can empower myself and put him to the side. All right. Off the table to the side. So on the corner. In the cor- yeah. Right. Puck- the, the, put gonna, the puckwudgie on the corner. And I might push it off yeah. the corner. How far is the puckwudgie from Satan? Ooh, oh, Satan is firmly in the center of the table, yeah, right? Totally. You can't take I, it I don't off. even know what to say about that one. Always. What about space giraffes? We're on the table today. They're always on the table. All right, just want to make sure. Yeah. All right. Okay, so, right, so Pukwudgie on the so edge much. of the table, where are you going? Um, I mean, I guess just unidentified animal that's been living alongside humans. Not necessarily proto-human, but just like living alongside us the entire time. Yeah, there's nothing about it that um, indicates to me it is a relic species of human. Yeah, not real. No, 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 not I at mean, all. I mean, but it's, it's just, except it's that it's bipedal and vaguely humanoid. Just some weird unidentified animal, but it, it sounds like it was, but it was, it was humanoid. 
and and the Cherokee legends imply, Humanoid. if indeed it's the same thing, right. that they were intelligent enough to communicate with to humans fight, and yeah. say, I, I don't know what to do. And the Cherokees are like, listen, we can't build you bow and arrows because the geese are coming, but right. here's a stick, <laughs> beat its fucking head I feel like in, they could have yeah. live longer. Yeah, I mean, it seems that like... That implies direct verbal communication. Right. Though that could be totally... Yeah, that, it could be like... You know, show it. It could be like right, sign language. Yeah, like, there's yeah, there's no language, yeah. reason to assume yeah. it's verbal communication. Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm just gonna go with unidentified species that, you know. Dude. I mean, cryptozoology. The core of it is Un- unidentified species. Well, not necessarily the belief, or, but the assumption that the evidence is significant enough in right. a lot of cases to indicate that there are species that are yet unclassified. And I think that's what this is. Yeah, I'm there, Chris. <laughs> I don't know about that. But come on, get on the get on board with cryptozoology. Uh, no, cryptozoology's no, your friend. Yeah, your buddy wants. I'm not against. <laughs> I love that. Oh, he, oh he, he just God. he just did a weird little. Like he did a weird little buddy. jig in the yeah. chair. It was adorable. Like, come on, Chris, let's go to cryptozoology oh, land. Yeah. We, should, we gotta get you fucking Uncle Crypto's no one fun knows power what the fuck hour. This thing is. No, I don't. You're, you're poop deck pappy right now. <laughs> you really are. Yeah. Poop you're doing pappy. some weird like yeah, doodly totally. I love so it. So what do you think? What do you think? I don't fucking know. All right, good. Good good, good spot to start. I know. Even, even though I just said <laughs> you can't take the first one off the table. The puck was you. You almost have to. You almost. Okay. Not quite, because I feel like they they could be different things. Really. No, they, they, but. They very well could be. I, I just I just I really know. You know do you think it's corporeal or phantasmagoric? That's the other thing we haven't. <laughs> for know, once, we man. haven't even addressed the ghost. We haven't talked about Cherokee propensity for diabetes. We yeah, haven't well, talked about well, ultra terrestrial. Oh, that still doesn't yeah. answer whether they're the same thing or not. But my inclination is not to think that they are supernatural. Because not really, no. At, at least well, in the, the limited fucking, stories we've they, heard, they both grabbed. They, they grabbed this thing. Yeah, yeah. It seems there. They jumped on it. it no, nothing. The, the like dude it, in the woods. It and the didn't kids did. disappear in a wisp of smoke no, and a it puff got of sulfur. And screamed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it no, got grabbed and was like, no. and you're like, get the fuck away yeah, from me. Forever. That is true. Great, great. That thing has a great defense. Right. Well, it's ugly and screeches, and it's got yeah, totally, and kicks you with its little stumps. That sounds like a goose. <laughs> Actually, kind of does sound like a goose. So is it mangy goose? <laughs> yeah, are we unidentified goose? No. Okay, the first one. No, the first one. They were at war with geese. The second one, it was actually a goose. And it's like fuck off. Goose. I want to be with my friends. <laughs> oh shit! All uh, right, it's a goose misunderstanding. Oh. <laughs> All right, Chris is gonna go with goose misunderstanding. And I'm telling you, as much as I am fucking loathe for this, Man. I will not take chlorophyll off the table. I know you won't. Do because if you this thing is a plant, I don't feel like if it, it gets its nutrition from sun, <sighs> if it can lay dormant in the branches of a tree if. and eat, if. if well, everything's if. if. Gee, and the unknown is always if. If, you're the, real, you're if, if the government's involved. Oh, if it's oh, an, oh, what if it's a military if. maneuver? Misidentified military maneuver. Then what? <laughs> Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, no, answer that. Not, no, I'll tell you what. Yeah. I, no, I believe uh, George Washington's colonial yeah, government yeah. Yeah. fucking put early, early Where fucking do you think plant it starts, monsters. Dude? Where do you think it starts? The, the French GW. invented them. No, it's way before GW. No, George Washington. Oh, my God. Oh, I thought before? you meant George W. Bush. Oh, you threw no, me off. No, that's, well, that's the whole GW. I was going to say, there's, there's no before George Washington. How dare you? Well, they're fine. Okay, my God. So George Washington, yes, working with French scientists, yes, no, built plant man soldiers, hundred percent, planted them in the Northeast, truth, 
in there a way go. to defeat the British, but also to keep the Cherokee at bay. This sounds but great. Could not have anticipated the threat of geese. Yeah, exactly. He right. did no one, not. He didn't know that no they would be the mortal enemies. Coming, never. No, no one sees the sand crane wiping out your fucking phenomenal bio weapon. Never. Ever. GW didn't know. No. The real GW, not the one I fucking falsely thought. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so so Born, we're all in agreement then. George Washington later. created sentient plant yes. elephant baby creatures. He didn't create. He no, just but, but found. He sanctioned yes. their creation. There you go. I assume French scientists, they were cutting edge of the day, but Ben Franklin was certainly involved. He's yeah. too smart not to be. No, they were there. He recruited them. You oh, so you understand. think they already existed? And he, think oh, about it. Oh, the Cherokee, oh, they were there right. already. He found them out. Right. Then recruited them into his little fold. He found them yeah. out. So he found these creatures. Sure did. Conscripted them. Yeah. Duh. Now they're working for America. It's kind of like the rebels. Well, and the they were. Yeah. And so when did they stop? When geese fucked them up. Yeah, when they died from the cranes. Yeah, but then they still showed up <laughs> in 56 and 81. So they what was died this? From were these the rogue <laughs> pockets of post-crane fucking ages? I don't even know if those 81 ones were the same thing. They might have been descendant, mutated descendants. Yeah. Of these long forgotten warrior weeds. <laughs> oh wow. All right. Yeah, we nailed it. Yeah, we got it. I was trying to I'm exactly. trying to draw. Yeah, I just we had no, I think that's gonna do it. Yeah, right that's there. it. That's it. No, there's no there way we no, can't, can't if we got any closer to the truth, we'd all be assassinated in days. That's why yeah. I'm stopping. I, do, yeah. I, I have a wife and, and two beautiful children. I can't no, I can't, I can't afford to live. To be no, I, I don't wanna to go to jail. I wanna live outside I wanna live. of jail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want no, to live good. in an underground cube. <laughs> no, me neither. Me neither. All right. All right. You know, that. there you go. That is going to do it for this episode of the Kryptonite Podcast. Be sure to uh, hit us up on the social as the socials and let us know what you think about the uh, the Dairy Fairy. Indeed. Yeah. And its uh, other sundry and other legends. And fucking gooses and geeses. Is it geese, right? And geese. Yeah. Ge- geese, geese and ganders. Geese and ganders. Whatever. Sand cranes and, and whatnot. Yeah. Fucking cow. I wonder how they related to owls. Heron. Yeah. They're probably all owls. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Flatwood owls. Uh, Instagram, Twitters. Facebooks, um, ah, te- you're just saying words. I'm just saying words. Yeah, I'm tired. Uh, be, be sure to leave uh, your Instagrams. ratings and reviews to this podcast, the iTunes Apple Podcast apps. Check out our Big Cartel and our T Public Shop, and also too our newly launched Patreon account Boom. or Yay. campaign. It's a campaign. What? It's not an account. I don't know. You keep saying campaign. We have an account, I'm like, but it's it, a campaign. It's like a movement. If you'd like to participate in our Patreon campaign, you can visit patreon.com slash kryptonotpodcast. There's a $1 tier, which you get a thank you, and then there's a $5 tier where you get bonus episodes and a thank you, and we have more, oh, we have larger tiers coming. So they're, they're coming. jump on while you can. Big, sexy tiers waiting in the wings. There you have it, and we'll be talking to you soon. Goodbye. <laughs> good day, sir. Good day, wow. sir. I, I said good day, sir. Don't talk to weeds. No. no, and now all of our listeners, not all of them, but some of them are going to send me links for emotional plants that I got to send to you. Believe? <laughs> yeah, no. Really. Oh, man. Embrace it, and yeah. you're going to be part of the solution, not the problem. Why don't every link they send me, you write a little dissertation on the article? I'll tell you what I do. I thank them all, and I say, I'm going to lord it over these two. You will. I don't actually do it, but I always claim I will. Ah, <laughs> uh, warrior Romaine. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Oh, shit. We'll be talking to you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>
Day, sir. Nothing I can do that is right anymore. No, I love you. Goodbye. Bye.